when we're giving from a place of compassion, to me, it feels like abundance. Like it feels like you're giving from an abundant place. Like there's this genuine warm desire in your heart. It just like feels good. There's nothing, there's no heaviness to it. There's no um, constriction around it. It's just like, oh, I just like really want to support. Welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Sensitive and Soulful Show. I'm your host, Alyssa Boyer, and if you could see me right now, you might laugh because my podcasting setup is just so random all the time. I I really need to like step it up in terms of my setup. I mean, I don't need to, but it might be a good idea because I'm always like stacking my microphone on books and I'm either recording at home or at my parents' house, and today I'm at my parents' house, and yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, always trying to make it work, and I am, like, I tell you this, by the way, because, like, no excuses, like, if you're, if you're out there wanting to start your own podcast, which I know actually a good amount of you do want to, because I hear from you, you send me messages, um, like, if you are getting letting perfectionism get in your way and you're stopping yourself from doing something because you think it needs to be perfect and fancy and you have to have like the best equipment, I'm here to like tell you that is so not true. I've had the same microphone since 2020 and I think I got it off Amazon for like 40 or 50 bucks. Like it's missing a little like peg thing on the bottom like it's not fancy and yet there's been over 250,000 of you who've listened to this podcast over the years, like, let's not (laughs) let little things get in the way. You know what I mean? Um, I wasn't planning to say any of that, but it just came through to share with you. So um, if you're listening to this episode when it comes out, then you know we are wrapping up 2023. We're at the end of the year, and it's it's really that, that time in between the holidays and the new year where we're just kind of, a lot of us are being more introspective, slowing down, spending time with family, and just kind of taking it easy before we head into a brand new year. And something that I've, I've wanted to talk about in this episode was about how we can not feel so responsible for other people's feelings and how we can learn to get more comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I wanted to talk about this because I had an Instagram post kind of blow up the other week. Um, almost 40,000 people have liked that post. And I, I like knew it was a message that would hit home with people, but I 
was kind of surprised at how much. So I really wanted to like dive into that more and share more thoughts on, on the topic of that post. So what I shared about on that post and, um, you can find it. I'm my, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm at life by Alyssa. That's A-L-I-S-S-A. I spell my name different. <laughs> um, but that post was basically saying that just because you can feel someone else's feelings doesn't mean that you're responsible for fixing them. And this is relevant for us as highly sensitive people because we are more in tune with other people's emotions and energy. We can really pick up on subtle shifts, you know, when somebody's tone of voice changes or we can kind of notice a shift in their body language or their facial expression changes. Like we can just notice these things really well. We're very perceptive to it. And partially this is just being highly sensitive. And then, you know, on top of that, for many HSPs, there's also the trauma aspect. So we can become hypervigilant and very aware of like any minor shifts. So with that, we can often feel overly responsible for other people's energy, mood, emotions, because we're so in tune with it that we often feel like we have to just like dive in and fix it for them right away. And, you know, in part, this is a beautiful way to be. We are very empathetic as highly sensitive people. I, I talk about this all the time, but we have more active mirror neurons in our brain and those are responsible for empathy. It's basically like we are it's what helps us understand and feel what other people are feeling. And it's, they've done brain scans on HSPs and it's like there, there's more of them firing, which is really cool. So there is that aspect of it. Like we feel somebody else's feelings. We notice when something is off and the empathetic part of us really wants to dive in and, and support them and help them and, and make them feel better. So that's a very real piece of it. And that's beautiful. I love that for us. But the part of it that's that we need to like really be honest with ourselves about is a lot of times we're diving in and being over, overly responsible and trying to fix other people's feelings because it makes us uncomfortable, because their discomfort makes us uncomfortable. And it could be a hard pill to swallow, maybe, because you might feel like, what do you mean? Like, no, I'm I'm actually trying to help them because I actually care. Yes, absolutely. I understand that. But there are times, and let's just be real with ourselves, there are times when we're jumping in to fix someone's problem because their discomfort makes us uncomfortable and we want it to go away. We do not want to feel this anymore. And so we often will, will override our own needs and wants and desires and in and put other people before ourselves because we don't want to feel that discomfort in our bodies anymore. And then this can actually lead to us feeling resentful and feeling bulldozed and feeling like, oh, no one ever like cares about what I need. And it's like, okay, but how often are you just putting other people's needs before your own because you're actually too uncomfortable and nervous to sit in the discomfort of that? Like, let's just be honest about it. So the example I had used in the post that I'm referring to was, was about, um, like, let's say you have to tell your mom that you can't spend the entire day at her house for Christmas. And, and let's say that she's upset by that. Like, oh, what do you mean? You always are here for Christmas. Oh my gosh, but I'm making your favorite meal. 
And so here's a scenario where you spoke up for what you need. You have a boundary like, hey, I'm not going to be here the whole day because, you know, maybe you want to split time with your husband's family. Maybe you're newly married and you're trying to figure out how you can balance both families. Like this is a common occurrence for people, which is why I used it as the example. And and so you tell this to your mom and she's upset and you feel the discomfort in your body. So and and also with people we have a long history with, it can be complex. So maybe, you know, in the past, your mom has yelled at you or stonewalled you, kind of cut you out, ignored you when she's upset with you. And so we can feel that discomfort in our bodies. And it's really like our body's going into this protection mode, like alert, alert. No, this, this doesn't feel safe. This doesn't feel okay. We need to fix this. We need to stop this. And so if you go into an old pattern of trying to fix the, her experience and shift the way that she's feeling, you might backpedal. You might be like, okay, never mind. I don't want you to be upset. So like, don't worry. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll just spend Christmas at your house. And at first you might feel a sense of relief in your body where it's like, okay, you know, crisis avoided. Like we didn't have the conflict. Thank God. Like, oh, I just didn't want to deal with that. But then later on, you might have that feeling of resentment brewing in your body where it feels like you, you can't express yourself. You always have to put everyone else first and you feel frustrated. And not to mention when you're always backpedaling on your own needs and you're always putting other people first, even when it's at, you know, to the dent, to your detriment, that actually lowers your self-confidence because when you show yourself over and over and over again that you can't rely on yourself, that you don't have your own back, that you, you know, you're going to never, you know, you're never going to put yourself first. You don't know how to speak up for yourself, like all of that. When you show yourself evidence of that, you show yourself, I'm not somebody I can rely on. And so you don't feel secure and safe within yourself. Hi, friend. I'm so excited to tell you about a brand new free resource that I have created for highly sensitive people. It's called the Sensitive Shadow Archetype Quiz. So my intention with creating this quiz was to really help you work through the specific struggles that can plague you as a highly sensitive person. Throughout the years of working with highly sensitive people, I have really identified four common struggles within HSPs, overwhelm, self-doubt, insecurity, and people-pleasing. So in this quiz, you will learn which of these four common struggles is really your shadow archetype. So we have the harsh self-critic archetype, we have the over-responsible people-pleaser, we have the overwhelmed one, and we have the chronic second-guesser. Because here's what I wholeheartedly believe. Your sensitivity is not the issue. It's not the reason that you have a hard time. It's not the reason that you're second-guessing yourself. It's actually the conditioning that has happened to you as a result of being highly sensitive in an insensitive world. I know, it's a lot. So my hope for you is that this quiz will give you awareness around the things that you're kind of struggling with and that you will gain the tools then to really own and embrace all parts of yourself. So the cool thing about this quiz is that you also get a free mini training along with it. And in the mini mini training, I give you actionable tools and tips that you can in, implement into your life right away so that you can really start seeing positive change. So head to the link in the show notes to take this quiz and get the mini course for free. 
and let me know how it goes for you. I can't wait to hear how it supports you. That's why those moments where we put other people's needs first, even when we know inside that it's not what we want to do, like that's why we feel so resentful. That's why we feel like we can't trust ourselves. So if we take the flip side of this, like how I would encourage you to work through this, if you want to step more into feeling empowered and feeling, you know, confident in who you are, we would take the same scenario. You tell your mom, you're not going to be there for, for the whole day on Christmas. She's disappointed. She's you know, upset. And so the way then you would handle this is noticing that discomfort in your body and letting it be there. So that might look like consciously saying to yourself, like, oof, I feel a lot of guilt right now and feels really tight in my chest. And oh my gosh, I feel, I feel anxious. I feel really concerned about her getting really mad at me and what this is going to mean. And oh my gosh. So just like noticing what's coming up for you and not trying to fight it, not trying to stuff it down, not making yourself wrong, but just like noticing what's coming up. And for a lot of my clients, this, this discomfort can make us feel like we're doing something bad or wrong. And so we often are trying to like stuff that down, change it. You know, we again, go back on our word. So I want you to you know, in these scenarios, notice that that discomfort and that desire that's coming up and the feelings that are that are coming up with it, where it's like, ooh, I feel really guilty. I feel like a bad person. I feel like I'm selfish. And this is deep stuff. You know, this can this could have stemmed from childhood where anytime you did speak up for yourself, you were told that you were being selfish, that you needed to be more flexible, like blah, blah, blah. Right. So the discomfort is layered. It's real. It's valid. But if we want to expand and if we want to feel empowered and we want to move forward in our lives in a way that feels really good for us, we have to learn to sit with and move through that discomfort. So when you acknowledge that that feeling is there, the next thing that I would encourage you to do is really regulate yourself through the discomfort. So that can look like taking deep breaths, like deep belly breaths, like making sure you're breathing into your belly because that's actually very regulating to your nervous system. Um, another thing you can do is just excuse yourself to go meditate if that's something that's helpful for you. Really just having ways to regulate and ground yourself in the moment. And how you can respond, you know, this is going to depend on your relationship with a person, but it could simply be like acknowledging like, hey, I totally understand you're upset. I know you love Christmas. I love Christmas too. I love the memories that we have together. Um, but we're really trying to prioritizing prioritize spending time with both part, sides of the family. And I hope you can understand that. You know, something like that, something very simple to the point where it's like naming that and, and staying firm in your boundary. That's so huge. And so this is just an example, but I hope that the point here is clear, like how we can very easily slip into um, prioritizing other people before ourselves and how that can actually you know, how that's not our responsibility. It's not our responsibility to manage other people's emotions, energy, experience. And so in this situation, this example with the mom, it's like she's an adult. And so her her feelings of being upset, her feelings of sadness, anger, resentment, whatever's coming up, that's actually on her to deal with. That's actually not on us to deal with. And now you might be dealing with like an unemotionally immature person who might not have that awareness and who might be the type to blame you and be like, you're so selfish. This is so unfair. And regardless, it's 
still on them to manage their experience. It is not on you to manage their experience. And so that's where the self-regulation practices are really key and important because it will be something that can feel dysregulating and overwhelming to you. And so it's really important to be able to expand your tolerance for that discomfort and create safety within through these situations, right? And again, it's complex. So, you know, if if you have really complicated family dynamics or friendships or relationships or whatever, um, I do encourage working with a therapist. I do encourage if, you know, if you feel called, I do provide one-on-one coaching. I have um, small group coaching. So there are, you know, resources available to you out there if you need more personalized support with it. But I just want for the purpose of this podcast, I just want to give you some tangible examples of like what this would actually look like in your life. Now, on that that post that I've been talking about, um, I had a comment and I never responded to the comment, but I, I was just like looking at the post before this podcast. I'm like, ooh, I could speak to this comment on here as well. Um, so one woman had, had written that um, we can sometimes confuse confuse compassion versus like giving out of uh, out of need. So yeah, let me say that again. Okay. So sometimes we can confuse giving from a place of genuine compassion versus this like need and need to fix, right? So how can we know the difference? How can we know when we're giving from a genuine place because we have compassion in our hearts and we want to help versus giving from an insecure place, giving from a place of needing to fix. So when we're giving from a place of compassion, to me, it feels like abundance. Like it feels like you're giving from an abundant place. Like there's this genuine warm desire in your heart. It just like feels good. There's nothing, there's no heaviness to it. There's no um, constriction around it. It's just like, oh, I just like really want to support. And there's no, yeah, there's no stickiness to it. And so as highly sensitive people, we can be very somatically in tune with our body. Of course, you know, depending on um, our relationship with ourselves, if we've had a lot of trauma, we it might be harder at first to access this. So again, you know, I always encourage working with a professional if that's the case for you. But if you are able to really tap into what's going on in your body, like think of a scenario where where you know that you genuinely desire to support someone. Like, just feel into your body and what that feels like. So when it feels genuine, when it feels like coming from a place of true compassion, you'll notice that it feels light. It feels expansive, like you can breathe easy, like, and maybe you literally feel like a warm sensation in your heart. Um, So that can be a sign like, ooh, I'm giving from a place of abundance, of compassion, like genuinely wanting to help. Now think of the opposite, where you're giving from a place of need, where it's a feeling like, ooh, I got to do this to fix this situation or to make this person happy. You might immediately feel a sense of anxiety in your body. Maybe It might feel like urgency, like like it feels like you can't relax until this is done. Um, it can also feel like, like if you get real with yourself and you're just like brutally honest, like and you have an inkling like, oh, I, okay, I might be giving from a place of insecurity. Like, be brutally honest with yourself. Like, ask yourself like, okay, what am I afraid of will happen if I don't do this thing? Like, what will, what am I afraid of will happen if I don't say yes, if I don't give? 
And it might look like, like it literally might look like, oh, I'm afraid that they're going to cut me out and not want to be my friend. I'm afraid that I'm going to be abandoned. I'm afraid that I'm going to be seen as a selfish person, so I better just do it. I'm afraid that people, that I'm going to feel guilty and I don't want to feel guilty, so I'm just going to do it. It's fine. It's no big deal. It's just one time. Like, just be honest with yourself because if it's coming from that place, then you know that it's it's not coming from the genuine desire. It's coming from that insecure place. It's coming from that place of needing to fix and maybe needing to not feel the discomfort. It might also be coming from a place of low self-worth where it's like, oh, I'm earning my worth and value as a person by how much I do for others. And this is something that we speak on extensively in the Sensitive and Soulful Self-Worth course because a lot of HSPs will over-identify with being like the helper, the caretaker, like, oh, I'm the person who's always there for everyone. I'm the fixer. I'm the reliable one, which is beautiful. But a lot of times when they they start going through my self-worth course, they start to recognize like, oh, okay, I'm feeling really resentful and burnt out because I'm actually a lot of times giving from a place of lack. I'm giving from a place of, oh, if I don't do this for them, then they're not going to want to be my friend. Oh, if I don't overgive, they're not going to see the value and they're not going to want me to stick around. And that realization can be, it can be so eye-opening. And it's like revolutionary to make that connection because when you start to recognize these patterns within yourself and then you you notice these times where you're giving from a place of abundance versus giving from a place of insecurity and lack, you're going to be able to make more empowered decisions in your life because a lot of HSPs will come to me or we'll just like, I'll, I'll hear them talk about this where it's like, oh, I feel so drained. I feel like no one respects me. I feel like I'm always do everything for everyone else. And I'm like, hey, I love you. But like, let's look at the ways that you're showing up in your life because you might actually just be expelling way more energy than you need to in ways that you don't need to do it right? Like you're probably being overly responsible for people and you don't even realize it because it's just been a pattern you've been doing your entire life. So like, let's shift that, right? So that's what I do. That's what I help people with. That's what the self-worth course is for. That's what mentorship is for. Like these patterns can be, we can be so unaware of them, but once we become aware of them, there is so much, there is so much freedom on the other side. There's so much confidence available to us because when we have that discernment and when we recognize what is and is not our, our responsibility, we have a lot more autonomy in our lives. We don't feel like we're at the mercy of everyone else. We feel like we actually have a choice as to how we show up. We have a lot more energy. We don't feel so drained. It's just, it's literally life-changing. And so I encourage you to just get curious about this. Maybe ask yourself these questions. Maybe do some journaling on it if you are a person who likes to journal. And I would love to hear what comes up for you. Like my DMs are always open. Feel free to send me a message on Instagram at Life by Alyssa. Let me know how this episode resonated with you. And and if it helped you, I'm here for you. And I'm sending you a big hug. And I will talk to you in the new year. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.